This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to AG1 for supporting our show. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash made for this. That's drinkag1.com slash made for this. Hello, and welcome back to the Made for This podcast. My name is Chloe, and we are really, really glad that you're here. If you've been listening for a long time, I just wanted to remind you that we really appreciate when you leave reviews and ratings and you subscribe to the show because that is how more and more people find the show and listen each week. So glad you guys are here. Get ready for today's episode with Jenny. What I want to talk about this week is the fact that we never talk about this for real, but I think most people say that they pray and they actually don't. And I know that is, I know that is quite an ac- accusation for some of you. You're like, wait a minute. That is not true at all. Okay, so let me ask you a question then. When is the last time that you actually formed words to God? Maybe it was this morning. Maybe you are a faithful journal keeper like my mother-in-law who writes events in her journal and she she prays in her journal Maybe you are a prayer that, that spends two hours in the morning on her knees and, and good. This, this episode will not be for you. Please record one and send it to me. But many of you talk about prayer. Say that you will pray. Say that you did pray. And honestly, nobody taught you how. And it feels futile because sometimes maybe you wonder what's the point if God is in control and everything's decided then why do we even pray so this is going to be an honest episode (laughs) about prayer because I think we need it if this is the greatest tool we have to connect our lives to God to fight our sin to see life change happen around us to cause change to happen in the people we love Why is it something that we struggle to do? This year, my husband and I have been blessed to be a part of a small group that's doing a lot of work in prayer. We, it's it's actually a prayer cohort is what we've called it. And we are meeting monthly and then we meet again another time in the month to just pray together. And I am so challenged. In fact, my entire prayer life has changed this year because of this group of people and what we're studying. And it started off just by saying, hey, you know, the leader just said, hey, most of you are only praying intercessory prayers. And I was like, what do you mean by that? What what, what do you mean? And I mean, I went to seminary, but I forgot. What does intercessory mean? And so they described it. They were like, it means that you just say, God, would you, could you, will you? do this for this person, for me, whatever. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's how it goes for me. What other kinds are there? And so anyway, turns out there's all kinds of ways to pray, talk to God. I would say, yes, I'm good at intercessory sometimes, or at least in the past before this year, that was a lot of how I prayed. But now it is different. And one of the things I've learned is when you're agreeing with God about something, when it's in scripture, you pray declarative prayers over your children. You pray declarative prayers over things that we already know are God's will. Okay, let me give you an example, a real simple example. 
let's say that you've had a lot of anxiety and you're like, God, would you help me quit being afraid? You know, and that's fine. You can pray that. That is absolutely fine. There's not a right and a wrong way to pray. Let me be clear about that. You see that throughout the scripture, specifically in the Psalms. David, the whole thing is full of prayers. And David is a mess. I mean, sometimes he's praising, sometimes he's crying, sometimes he's angry. And that's the beauty. And actually, it's probably the greatest place to learn to pray is is David's prayer life in Psalms. And so there's not a right and wrong way. But I do think when nobody's taught us any other way, we do tend just to be kind of cautious and timid and would you, could you, will you, rather than in the name of Jesus, I will not be afraid anymore. Like you say it boldly. Like I I feel like that is what has shifted most in me in the last year, especially because of my battle with my mind and what I wrote about in Get Out of Your Head, where I was just under attack for 18 months, that I, I am a lot, I have a lot more authority over my home, over my children, over my own mind, because I'm not against God in the prayer of don't be anxious. That is his heart. That is his desire. So whatever is making me anxious, I should be confessing it. I should be naming it and I should be fighting it. And and God is postured beside me in that fight. There's not some request like, could you, would you? It's like, help me and let's go. Like, let's fight this thing. And so it's praying bold prayers. It's praying in faith that that God can move. And I know that there's some fear attached to that. So last night... We were praying over one of our friends that is in the group, and it was over some insecurity and some fear. You know, we were just praying truth over her. And and I think of the end of the Lord's Prayer when Jesus said, this is how you pray. And he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is factual. Like, it will happen. And what Jesus is saying is, bring your kingdom now. Bring your desires now. Don't wait. Like, bring it now. Your kingdom come now on earth as it is in heaven. My friend in bondage is not pleasing to God. He's not sitting there going, hmm, like crossed arms. The way we pray, it's as if God's like a judge. And let me decide. Let me decide what I'm going to do about that. You know, it's like, no, no, he is our advocate. He is with us. It says the Holy Spirit, when we don't even have the words to say that he takes the words to Jesus, that that in groaning, that we can say nothing, no real words, and, and he will take those prayers to God, that, that God himself in the form of the Spirit will take it to the Father. So he is with us. He is postured beside us, fighting for us. And I think when you picture God that way, rather than this judge that's arms are crossed and like deciding, am I going to set her free of her bondage? Or am I going to heal this sickness? Or am I going to do that? It just helps you pray with more boldness and fervor. Now, God's will always is for our good. And and yet that isn't always the answer that we want. And it isn't always healing, but he can. And so we pray in boldness that he can. We don't know if he will, but but we know he can. And we know that his desire is wholeness and healing and life and peace over our lives. That Those are the desires of God, but those desires may not be fully met until heaven, but they will be met. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, will be done. Now, is it done to, on a Tuesday in America? You know, no, not all the time, but it will be. <laughs> One day it will be. And that's how I I hope that I pray. It's with more confidence and more boldness that God doesn't view me like on the side of the road as like somebody asking him for money. This is his daughter and his daughter knows her place and his daughter knows her father and his daughter knows her father wants good for her and her father wants thriving for her, peace 
patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, all these things that, that as I meet with him and I'm with my father, they come in my life and out of my life. And, and I think that's ultimately the goal, right? Whatever it is we're praying about it, it's that at the end of the day, we would have what we need and, and we would live full lives and we would be at peace. And so I think I've just, I've learned to picture God with me rather than against me or across a table from me as if I'm negotiating a plan with him. And I don't know what your prayer struggle is, but I think we all have them. I think it's a place the enemy gets us, whether it's unbelief or whether it's just feeling like, you know what? Prayer doesn't really change things. Guys, prayer changes things. I feel like every time I pray something super specific, it takes more faith than praying for big things. You know, it takes like more faith to say, would you help me know what to do with this struggle with my child? And like, tell me, show me what to do. Then it takes to pray for like the healing of the whole church, right? Or or the church in the world to repent and come back to Jesus, whatever. Like that. that's all. Yes, I pray those prayers. I pray those prayers a lot. But it takes more faith to pray the one where you need God to move in your life in that minute, in that day. But for all of you, it might be different tensions, different things that make prayer difficult. But if we want to see the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we've got to be better at praying big and bold prayers. Prayers that feel risky. Prayers that feel like, oh gosh, what if he doesn't deliver? I remember my sister told me about a girl that she followed on Instagram whose child died and they were praying for her to be resurrected. It was really, really bold. A lot of you probably saw this and follow this story. And she called me and they were getting a lot of scrutiny. Like, you don't ask God for that. Like, it's a fleece. It's, you know, I I don't know. People were being critical about it. And she called me and she was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, I think it's beautiful that two people would beg God for a miracle that big and believe that he could do it. And I also think it's beautiful that they keep trusting him when he didn't. And they receive his will when they didn't. But I don't think... Their big audacious prayers that that the world was judging, that the Christian world was even judging, were wrong. I think we got to pray massive prayers and we've got to believe that God can do it. And then when he doesn't, right? It was like several days later, they had the funeral and they received, you know, that that was not God's will for them. They still trusted. They still loved him. They still believed him. It's like, where where am I going to go but to you? And I can't imagine how scary and vulnerable that was for that family to, to pray like that and then to face the darkness of, of that reality on the other side. I can't imagine what that was like to go through. But I would much rather be judged for praying crazy prayers and believing God for crazy things and it not happening than I didn't pray big enough prayers. I'm like, I want to know that couple and know what they prayed that built their faith to the point that they thought he might raise her from the dead. Like, he's done it. I mean, y'all, that's New Testament stuff. Like, little girl was raised from the dead. So Lazarus, I mean, you can't, you know, it's like, where are we going to draw the line here? Now, it doesn't mean we don't receive God's will when it's clear and final, right? And, And know that one day those things will be made right. That the things we're praying for will either not care or they'll be made right in heaven. AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. 
and I drink it actually every single day. I'm not gonna bring something to you guys that I have not tried myself for a long period of time and can actually vouch for it. And I gave AG1 a try because I was tired of taking so many different supplements. I wanted better gut health, better energy, immune system support, and I was taking a handful of vitamins every morning that did not taste great. And AG1 is something that I have stuck with probably the longest out of anything I've ever started. Quickly, I noticed that it helped me with my indigestion and my sleep support and hair and skin. Like maybe it's like these little things that go unnoticed until you stop taking it for a period of time. Like if I've been on a trip and things like that, and I've realized how much of a difference it makes in my digestion. AG1 is great bang for my buck as it replaces a lot of other supplements like my daily multivitamin, minerals, pre and probiotics, adaptogens, and greens blend, and it's all in one scoop of powder. So every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits. And it's delivered to me once a month, so it's easy to make it a daily habit. Even someone at work recently saw my AG1 packet in my bag. She was like, I didn't know AG1 had travel packs. And I was like, you better believe it because I take those travel packs with me on the road and I never have to miss a day. You just mix the powder with ice cold water and drink it first thing in the morning. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash made for this. That's drinkag1.com slash made for this. Check it out. I think one of the biggest reasons we don't see the Holy Spirit moving in miraculous ways around us is we don't pray for him to do so. And so my hope is that that we as a country, that we as a church would begin to pray bigger, bolder prayers, that we wouldn't be afraid of a no. That's just part of life, y'all. I mean, we are his kids. And I tell my kids no, and sometimes I don't give them explanation. And and we don't have to know why, but we can still ask. Oh my gosh, I love when my kids ask. My son, my oldest son, he is 21 years old, a junior in college, and he calls me all the time to ask for money. Now, the funny thing is, is he already gets an allowance. He also works and has money. But he knows that one in every 10 times, I just am in a good mood. And I'm like, I would love to pay for that lunch for you. You go out to eat, take two friends. He knows I'm. he might get that, Jenny. He might get that mom. And so he. I asked him the other day, I was like, you ask me for money so much. Like, call your dad. And he goes, well, dad always says no. And he said, and I said, I usually say no. And he said, but mom, every once in a while you say yes. <laughs> and that means, here's what it means, is he calls me all the time. And I always know what he's doing because he's asking me to pay for it. And I just I just laughed and I was like, you're right. I might say yes. And it doesn't bother me. I, I, I don't mind saying no to him. It's funny. We both laugh about it. And he says, it just never hurts to ask, mom. Sometimes you say yes. And I'm like, okay. And, and I don't, it doesn't make me mad. It doesn't bother me. I love that kid. And a lot of times it is my joy to say yes. In fact, sometimes I surprise him and pay for things he's not even expecting. You should see our Venmo relationship. It's like back and forth. But I do see a world where we need big, massive things for God to do. We need him to move in the lives of our family members. We need him to to change the trajectory of our child's life that is in complete rebellion. We, I mean, I think about my girls in the office that are just praying for husbands. And I'm like, you know what? Y'all are the most content people. They are not needy. They are not desperate. They are serving God with their lives. They are running their race. And I was like, don't be afraid to ask God for that. Like, just say it, pray it, 
and say it regularly. Like, God, would you bring a godly man into my life? And if he doesn't, y'all aren't going to slow down and cry and pull off on the side of the road. Like they're running their races. But God, that's a good prayer. God loves families. God loves godly marriages. So pray the prayer. Don't be afraid of it. And I think that's where we get is we just get afraid that it doesn't matter or that he'll say no or that he doesn't care or that he doesn't see and he doesn't have the power to move. It's like a risk of stepping on the water and is he going to deliver? Well, this is what I know. Prayer changes things. So it's like, let's just build a relationship where we tell him everything. Because if you think about the verse we talked about last week, it's it's when there's anxiety, what do you do? It says, in everything with prayer and supplication, with prayer and petition, make your request with thanksgiving known to God. So, so the desire of God's heart is, hey, bring me into it with you. It will go well for you. I'm not saying I'll say yes, and I'm not saying it will be easy. But me in the midst of your circumstances changes everything. Your circumstances may not change, but me in the midst of your circumstances changes everything. God in the midst of your circumstances changes everything. It changes your perspective. He issues you peace. He causes thriving to happen in the midst of chaos. And I've seen it again and again. We're looking for peace in all the wrong places. God is our peace. And prayer connects us to that God. Elizabeth Elliot says it this way, prayer lays hold of God's plan and becomes the link between his will and its accomplishment on earth. Amazing things happen. And we are given the privilege of becoming the channels of the Holy Spirit's prayers. This is the connection we have to God. It is the most important, precious, relational connection we have to God. We have his word so we know who he is. We know who we are. We know the plan. But we have prayer so that we know the heart of God, so that we walk with the heart of God, so that we hear the heart of God. Prayer is the the heart of our relationship. It is the soul of it. It is the expression of our faith. To be alone and form words to God, that means you believe he's there. It's the expression of, of your faith. Who would talk to themselves in a closet, right? Otherwise, what are we doing? Someone who believes God knows that they're not talking to themselves. They're talking to the most powerful being in the universe that knows them, created them, has plans for them, is accomplishing purposes with and for them. Why would we not pray? What keeps you from praying? So today, a lot of my episodes, I answer your questions at the end. Today, I want you to answer my questions. The first one is this. When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you formed words to God? And what did you say? I was doing youth ministry. And I trained me for parenting pretty well because I worked with a lot of teenage girls that were stuck and they wanted freedom. And I remember one was really struggling. She'd just been broken up with. She was a girl who loved Jesus. She came to youth group, but she definitely liked partying and (laughs) sleeping around too. And there was definitely a fight and a war going on in her, which is why I knew her faith was real because it wasn't easy for her. She wanted free of it. And so... We were talking about it and she goes, I mean, I prayed about it and I prayed about it and I just don't see anything changing. And I was like, when did you pray about it? Where were you? Where were you sitting when you prayed about it? She stopped. She looked around and she was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't really pray about it. I was like, how? I mean, it was so honest and it was so humble. She could have lied to me or continued to lie, but she didn't. She was honest. She hadn't prayed about it. She hadn't formed words to God about it. So I think that's a lot of us. I think we say we will pray about it. And then we don't. Here's how I do it, guys. And I know I've told you this here, so forgive me if I'm repetitive, but but I've got to tell you, like, this is how I walk with God. And I, I don't know besides 
Beth Moore, once I was an adult, I don't know that I, anyone else told me this. Like, I don't know that I learned this when I was younger and, and walking with Jesus. How do you just talk to God? And the way I do it still to this day, to this minute, is I talk to him all the time. I talk to him while I drive. I talk to him when I'm confused, when I don't know why just something just happened. I pray for discernment. I pray that he will show me. I say, God, show me what I need to know in this situation. Give me wisdom. Give me eyes to see what you see in this situation. I pray big, bold prayers and I pray them all the time. Yes, there will be times that I sit and pray, but I'm highly ADD and those times always, I always think they're an hour, but they're always more like five or 10 minutes. But I will pray and form words for a long time and pray over things and I'll pray with people all the time, all the time. Gosh, unless there's unbelievers there, I just about always pray with people and not just over meals, just whenever somebody's sharing something that's hard over dinner, we'll just stop in the restaurant and pray. So I pray a lot with people. But the main way I do it is just throughout my day because it's just we're just together and we're doing things and he he needs to help me with this and I want to know what he thinks about this and and would he give me wisdom for this and I think that's what he wants I think he just wants us to like stay really close to him be his kid ask him for things he's gonna say no sometimes but I know he delights in the fact that we're sitting right beside him and asking him for it to tell you guys, Jenny has a YouTube channel. Our team is constantly updating it and adding new videos every single week. So you can use the playlist on YouTube to listen to all the episodes from the podcast, but then you also can go on YouTube and find a ton of videos and things on YouTube that aren't anywhere else. So go check it out. Search Jenny Allen in your YouTube search bar and click subscribe to make sure you get all the videos as they're updated. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Podcast.